Welcome to Everyday Martial Artist, a weekly podcast where you'll join me, Brian Doucet, as I interview a different martial artist each episode and hear their story. Some guests you may have heard of and some you probably haven't. Be sure to subscribe where all your favorite podcasts are available. Also visit our website at everydaymartialartist.com. If you're listening for a specific interview, I sure hope you'll stay and check out the other episodes. A very special thank you to Topher Williams for our custom theme music. And now, the newest episode of Everyday Martial Artist. Everyday Martial Artist is brought to you by KOonline.com for all your martial arts needs. Sparring and safety gear, rank belts, uniforms, weapons, patches, and more. Wholesale supplies made by martial artists for martial artists. Visit us today at KO-Online.com. Hello and welcome to Everyday Martial Artist. I'm your host, Brian Doucette, and as we do every Thursday, we chat with a brand new guest talking about their life and their journey throughout the world of martial arts. My guest today is retired U.S. Navy and a former deputy sheriff from Memphis, Tennessee. He's a motivational speaker and a singer-songwriter. He's appeared in over 130 film and TV projects, was in blockbuster movies like The Rock and Armageddon, and appeared in hit TV series like Friday Night Lights, Babylon 5, and some of my favorites, Knight Rider, MacGyver, Sliders, Pacific Blue, and Criminal Minds, and so many more. And fans of the podcast may even remember his role as a karate instructor in the hit comedy series Mama's Family, but I know you'll definitely remember his recurring roles in Walker, Texas Ranger, his role in the movie Guardian Angel with friend of the podcast Cynthia Rothrock, and of course, one of his most well-known roles as Jimmy in the classic movie Roadhouse, which features that iconic fight scene with Patrick Swayze. He studied multiple martial arts and was also a NATO kickboxing champion. Please welcome to the show today my guest, Mr. Marshall Arteague. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, Brian. How are you? <laughs> Good. I, I think you I got a kick out of the intro there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sitting over here smiling, man. That's starting to say my head, my head just swelled up here. Oh, that, <laughs> well, there you I go. I forgot I did all those. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, as soon as I saw Pacific Blue, my eyes eyes lit up because I, I loved that show and most people don't remember it. And I actually, when I, when I was in California for my honeymoon, I actually, we were wandering down Venice beach and were we were, were we working down there by chance? I don't know. But what's funny is we're, we're walking and these two bike cops fly by us. My wife's like, Oh my God, those are cops. I'm like, no, they're not. And I start running. My wife's like, where are you going? I recognize the actors right away. And we stumbled upon them filming a scene and I actually got to meet, uh, was it, I can't remember his name. The guy who played TC Calloway. I actually got to meet him and got a picture with him and stuff and watched him film one of the scenes. It was so cool. <laughs> How great. Yeah, so it, it's 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 not as uh, it's not as elaborate as people think it is, is it? No, it's hot days, long days, and uh, but it's you know it's it's a it's a wonderful business to be in. Uh, it's not for everybody, but uh, you know it's a wonderful business to be in. Nice. So it's a very it's a very hard business to be in. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people. So. Well, first of all, I definitely want to get into the Hollywood stuff for sure. But for, well, what we like to do to start out is I want to go back to the beginning and just find out uh, what led to that that first interest, that first spark that got you interested in martial arts. Uh, I was my family had me placed with uh, relatives mm -hmm. that worked with the Methodist Missionary Service in Seoul, Korea. Oh wow! Okay. And uh, you know, for for a while, not not super long, but for a while. And uh, you had a choice, you know, being a youngster, and I do mean a youngster, mm -hmm. like nine, ten, where you you could learn, you could get involved because it was mandatory. Mm -hmm. You could get involved either in the arts and crafts of the country, 
or you could get into martial arts and uh, have, you know, coming from the South, I, I realized I never could dance. Okay. And I certainly wasn't going to wear some of those very artistic outfits that they wore. Mm-hmm. So I figured, what the heck, I'll just learn martial arts. Okay. And and I must admit, I didn't know jack squat about martial arts. Mm-hmm. I got into it and uh, because I was a out-of-towner and, uh, you know, Anglo round-eye kind of, <laughs> person uh they beat the crap out of me to start out with until i kind of started catching on and uh, our instructor who always walked along always kind of walked around with a a staff which he would lightly or middleweight tap you if you were wrong and where Mm -hmm. you were wrong took an interest and because i was not from there kind of worked with me and i and i just basically fell in love with it do you remember what style that was taekwondo okay and how long did you end up studying that well i've studied it for many many years but over there for about two years okay and then you i'm assuming then you came back to the states then back to the states and then i was sent to private schools military schools okay and uh there it was uh judo and some 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 one of the instructors also happened to be a taekwondo black belt and he I worked with him on the side too, but I kind of participated in judo there and just under their criteria. And uh, I wasn't really, you know, the person that goes, I mean, I tried, you know, to play football. I was never any good at it. You know, it's like base. I've never played really any of those sports. You know, people say, well, I played baseball. I did basketball. I played Mm -hmm. football. I fought. Okay. That's what I did. I fought. And uh, yeah, I'd get in trouble for it, but (laughs) I learned, I learned a lot Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, and, Came back uh, to my hometown, finally, after many years, and uh, went to high school for one year and realized I just didn't fit in. Okay. You know, they didn't have a program. They didn't have a judo program or a martial arts program. You know, there was some boxing, and I did a little of that, but it just wasn't my interest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would always be stretching out in the gym. People would look at me and say, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm stretching out. This is what I do, you know. And they always thought I was odd because I used my feet. Yep. And nobody had seen that right. ever. Uh, and there was a bully at a football game, I'll never forget it, who was picking on some band members. I, you know, I was there. Um, this is after I left high school, but I came back uh, on a leave and he was picking on band members. And I went over and asked him to stop. I mean, there was two or three of them. And they looked at me and, and they just basically laughed. And then he went back, pushed the guy again. And before he stood back up, I did a spinning heel kick. And of course, that was into that. <laughs> I fight was over. They never picked on the band again. Nice. And uh, that was it. But, you know, to say it came in handy. Yes, it came in handy. Mm-hmm. Always came in handy. Mm-hmm. But from there, I went into the military. And obviously, in the military, I continued to study. Mm-hmm. Wherever I was, I would find a place and I would study. Whether it be judo or taekwondo, hapkido, you know, you name it, I trained at it. Anything I could do to stay involved. You know, so it's just been a continuation of that. And, you know, after that, uh, I became, a after the military, I'm just brushing over some things real right. quick. Uh, I, when I retired out of the Navy, I kind of wrong place, right time or right place, wrong time got injured. And, uh, they retired me out of the military. I signed up to be a deputy sheriff. And, um, of course, uh, I went in and, uh, signed a waiver and said, okay, well, you, you've had injuries. If you can pass the physical test and the, the, you know, I, I did the test, I did a 98.9. He said, we never given out a hundred. I said, okay, whatever. <laughs> 98.9. I said, I'll take that. And, and got involved with a, uh, master Congri in Memphis okay. and studied with him for years. And what style uh, was, that? was that? Taekwondo? Yes, it okay. was. Okay. But I was also studying at the same time Hapkido. 
And I studied later out here in, in, in California when I went to California. I completed that out there. But Tungri, I was with him for a long time. And then and as I was a deputy sheriff, I became involved with your friend and mine, Superfoot Waltz. Nice. And uh, Superfoot had a school there in Memphis. And uh, Red West, I don't know if you've ever heard of Red West before. Oh, yeah, before. definitely. Yes. Well, okay. Red, dear, God rest his soul. Very dear friend of mine. He and I started training together there. And of course, that was Elvis's. I think Elvis, I don't know for sure because I never saw the paperwork, but I think Elvis was a silent partner in that particular dojo. Uh, okay. So he came down there and trained with Bill and we all trained. So it just continued on from there. And it has, after I left there and went to California to get into the acting business, I can, uh, Master Sun Bung Moon in, uh, who was in Los Angeles, out, actually out in the San Fernando Valley. I trained with him for years, okay. years. And just, yeah, that's, you know, and of course, Gentle Jean LaBelle. I trained with Gentle Jean LaBelle and uh, it's just gone on and on. Does that pretty much cover that answer? Oh, definitely. Now, back up a little bit to when you were still in the Navy. Now, is that, you did the kickboxing when you were in the Navy, correct? Yes, I how, did. I was, how did that come I was about? actually, you know, when I, I was pulled to, this is after uh, Vietnam, I was actually pulled to uh, Admiral Isaac C. Kidd. He was commander of the 6th Fleet. I do not know how he got a hold of my records or whatever, but he pulled me to his command to work in his, work his security because I was a fighter. Mm-hmm. And people had seen me fight. I guess the word got out. And I was a pretty good fighter. And he brought me in to work his security. And it was he and uh, it was myself and a gunny sergeant who were more or less full-timers. He had other security, but we were kind of full-time. And then we realized that we were full-time because the gunny sergeant was a middleweight boxer. And I got stuck in heavyweight uh, kickboxing, even though I was, I was 205. I mean, I'm 205 <laughs> heavy, heavyweight, but that's, that's the class they put me in. Yep. So uh, they kind of put you wherever they want, want you to be. Right. And I ended up, uh, competing all over every place the Mediterranean fleet went. I competed all over the place and ended up in a championship fight for the NATO heavyweight kickboxing champion, which I eventually got. Nice. So did, did you, did you enjoy like the, you know, the full contact style of that, of kickboxing? I love that. Okay. That's the part I like the most. I nice. mean, I never was, I never was. I mean, uh, you had, uh, you've had people that are more forms oriented, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, people. I never was a forms person. I was a fighter and, studied weapons. And that's kind of was my forte. Did I do some forms? Yes. Was I really good at them? No. Okay. Because it just, it didn't, it didn't interest me. You know, I, I, I was, my, my mind was more focused toward fighting. Mm-hmm. So and then so did, I, did you do some I worked we- regular I worked weapons? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, did you do some regular martial arts tournaments also? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I okay. did. Oh, California. I did uh, one in uh, Canada. Okay. And I went up, I went up there to fight a guy who was a heavyweight. He had been bad mouthing me for quite some time. I, he was, <laughs> really? he was, a he had been bad mouthing me and I, I, I didn't, I didn't get it. I, I didn't really know the guy, mm-hmm. but for some reason he's bad mouthing. And he said, well, come up here and fight. I said, okay. He said, we have a fight such and such. I said, set it up. I'll come up there and we'll fight. I flew up. I stretched out on the plane because you would, by the time you get through all the paperwork and to the airport and to the thing, I basically went from the airport to the match wow. and uh, fought him and knocked him out in the second round. <laughs> nice. Okay. I, I thanked him for the invitation and I left. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. I still I asked him why. I said, why were you? He said, because, you know, I heard people say you were a badass. So I wanted to fight you. I said, man, I'm just a fighter like everybody else, <laughs> you know? So, I, you know, let's not do that anymore. Okay. Yeah. I shook his hand. You know, I left, you know, with a smile. I said, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> and that was pretty much it. 
Awesome. That's now you mentioned weapons. So did you compete in weapons or was that just more for personal? No, that was more for personal. Okay. That was more personal. I just, I, I did a couple competitions with it, but there really wasn't why I picked up and started studying weapons. I studied weapons. I mean, primarily because I'd been in the military, been a cop and just wanted to learn the weapons. Okay. So what were some of your favorite weapons to study? Well, obviously the katana mm-hmm. or a boken if you're, if you're practicing side nice and the bow. Okay. Very cool. I mean, yeah, everybody did nunchucks. Yeah. But I could do them. I didn't really care for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought they actually, I thought they were pretty useless. <laughs> you know, uh, scream of sticks, I think, are much better. Nice. Yes. Uh, I think screamers are much more effective uh, weapon to use, much more versatile. And you don't see you stand less of a chance of hitting yourself in the head. <laughs> that is true. I think anyone who's ever practiced nunchucks has hit themselves in the head at least once. So if oh, not, or if not you're knuckles. doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or busted their own knuckles, yep. you know, or popped themselves in the elbow or <laughs> ear or, you know, something like that. Or and bro- I did. I or did or broke a, broke a dorm room window, but I'm not saying who that was. So, <laughs> well, that's somebody did it. We don't know. That's right. I don't know who I, I, I heard we about. Don't know, it. Dude, but there was a window. <laughs> That's right. See, I always like the bow staff. Just to me, that's probably the most practical weapon. Cause like, I mean, if you're getting this situation, I mean, you can grab a pool cue, you can grab a broomstick, you know, something. Well, as, you know, as you know, I've used pool cues. Yeah. That is, that's why I mentioned it. Yep. <laughs> but I, I like, I, 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 if I were to pick a, a special, the, the, the sword, I like just because it's a flow. Yes. I use it. It's not about anything. I don't go out to do it. You know, here, watch me use a sword. I used it a lot of times just for the flow, mm-hmm. you know, the movement, the spins, the guards and getting it up the, uh, the attack, the quick attack in the back and blocking and, and uh, coming just strictly for that. Okay. And I, and I, I really enjoyed that, but, uh, two weapons, I guess there's two weapons I actually use. One would be the bow and the other would be scream of sticks. Nice. I also really enjoy the tonfa. I don't know why I, I, Picked it up when I was a teenager, and it's always been one of my favorite weapons is the Tonfa. What what led you to that, if you don't mind my asking? I honestly don't know. I I, I think it was because an, an older martial arts student gave me one. <laughs> so okay. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. I, I didn't really know what it was at the time. And so I, I think mm-hmm. I went into the local library and found a book on it and just kind of started practicing. And I've had, I actually still have that original one he gave me. So really <laughs> probably in like, don't, I'm don't get, ever get rid of it. No, I, I I'm guessing I probably it. got it in 88 or 89 probably. And I still have it. So, you know, most people don't even know what nunchucks were really actually developed for. Yeah. Getting, getting the rice off the rice. Yep, exactly. The box, you know? <laughs> they, they don't know that that was what it was actually used for. So yeah, this is for beating rice down. <laughs> what? It's, yep. it's a weapon. No, it's a rice beater that somebody <laughs> turned into a weapon because yep. they weren't allowed to have weapons. That is true. So did you go to seek out specific instructors for the weapons training or did, did your instructors you were currently no, training I, with? I, I, did, I did that. I actually cert, searched out certain instructors that were more inclined to do that. And I studied with them privately on that just okay. because, you know, uh, cl- I did some classroom stuff, mm-hmm. but mostly it was private just because I, I, I guess you could say in some, in some instances, I'm kind of stingy with my time. Mm-hmm. So when I get it, I want, I want the time for me. Nice. You know, that and uh, that way, when I ask a question and God knows we, we all are going to ask a lot of questions, mm-hmm. the, the answer came specifically to me. It wasn't spoken about the, you know, okay, this is to a hundred people. If this happens, you can do this. You know, you ask a question, the guy comes over. Okay. This is the reason why I'm asking you to block here, cross here, push down, strike here, da, da, da. Nice. And it just made more sense to me. Yeah, I agree. I love private lessons. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. <laughs> wish, you, wish you can get them more often. So, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I did them as I could afford them. Right. 
Yeah, they are always more expensive, unfortunately. They are more expensive, <laughs> but I did them as I could afford them, nice. and uh, don't regret a bit of it. No, don't no. regret it. Not one of them. I mean, I have, uh, I still have the, my original size. I mean, they're they've been around a while, and they're heavy, and you know, they're the old heavy style. Mm-hmm. But I like them. I love them. And I'll sit around. Sometimes I'll get them and go out in the yard, and I'll just walk around and just work blocks and strikes, just just for the heck of it. That's cool. And I'm sure if my neighbors see me, they'll look at me and go, I don't know what he's doing. He's out there with these two pieces of something in each hand. He's nope. spinning them around and striking here and block. And I said, maybe he's having an attack or something. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah, I've, I've gotten many strange looks from neighbors. I've, you know, I've done nunchuck outside. I've done bow staff. I've even done sword. I actually had cops come to the house because the neighbor saw me with a sword in my backyard. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that once. Yep. They said, sir, are you walking around with a sword? Uh, and I said, you know, and I said, well, uh, yeah. Technically. <laughs> I said, technically I am, but I am in my yard. I am practicing with my sword because that's what I do with it. Can we see it? Yeah, you can see it. Here it is. Wow, that looks nasty. I said, well, it can be nasty, but that's not what I'm using it for. <laughs> that's great. So, I've implored, I've, impl- I've kind of taken, taken that and put some of that in work that I have done. Okay. For instance, you know, the sword, for instance, the character Talon I played in Babylon 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. S- space show, right? Yeah. You expect everybody to be walking around with some kind of laser blaster or something. Mm-hmm. My character, I didn't want to do that. I said, I want him to be an old samurai type. Nice. Because you, know, you don't know how old a Narn is anyway. Mm-hmm. And I don't want one of your weapons. I, and I carried a sword. It was very unique from all the rest because all, all the rest, everybody had these fancy things they carried. You know, Talon, he just walks around with a sword. And if he draws it, there's going to be a problem. That's awesome. So, awesome. so I, I thought it was pretty cool. And everybody that's, everybody kind of locked into that character and liked it mm-hmm. because of that. Oh, yeah. It was a memorable character. So so I'm curious, in, in all your years then in martial arts, did you ever get into teaching at all? Was that something you ever were interested in and did? Yeah, I, I uh, there was a couple of instructors over the years that said, Marshall, would you come in and teach, you know, here? You know, I, most of my jobs did not lend themselves to me being a regular teacher. Right. It just didn't work because I worked odd hours in odd places. I moved around a lot. And that's not, it's not really fair to, um, you know, the students. I mean, right. I had uh, Cher's kids for a while when I was teaching at American Karate. I was teaching there and, and Cher's kids would come in every day and would work with them and, you know, and try to get them to be interested in something else. Yep. You know, and they were, I mean, they were, you know, they're creatures of their environment. You know, a lot of times they just didn't know because they had never had to know. Right. So they they tried. and There were sometimes they would um, uh, kind of tighten up. I don't have to do that. No, you don't. <laughs> you know, you have to look at it and say, no, you don't have to. But you understand that everybody else in this room is going to do it because they want to learn. If you don't want to learn, you're not here because I, I really would hate to lose you. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to learn, you can go over there and sit down if you don't feel like you want to participate. And then uh, I guess I'd just guilt them into it. <laughs> nice. But they, they would stay up. You know, they, they were actually pretty good kids. That's good. And uh, I trained for a guy with, I know him. I mean, I get along with him. I don't know. I can't speak for other people. His name is Frank Dukes. Oh, yeah. I, he, I actually interviewed him recently. So You did? Yep, well, yep. I, 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 trained, I trained for Frank for a while, for about a year or so. We got along fine. You know, he, he has his own form, and uh, I was fully familiar with a lot of what he was doing. So it was uh, easy for me to go in there and help, you know, take a class or two or teach on a semi-regular basis. Nice. So what were, what were some of his classes like? Just, you know, I, you know, he, he talked a little bit about it when he was on the show I and mean, just, you know, compared to other 
styles what was, what was that like like a, a workout with most, him? most most of his styles you know when uh what he would teach you know he had a uh how would you say there was this if you made it to a certain place and you wanted to learn ninjutsu mm-hmm. well then you would you know the pri- the primary class was just like most classes you you teach them the strikes the blocks uh footwork you know, how to stay on the move. Don't stand there. Right. You know, the usual stuff, be light on your feet, you know, be light on your feet, be light with your hands. It's not about tightening up. It's about striking fast and being precise, you know, basically that I can't really say yeah. there was any big difference in what he was teaching that, that other people were teaching, you know, nothing that I would say would make it drastically different mm-hmm. until you went over to his ninjutsu class. And then it was a lot of weapons that he, he worked with. Okay. So do you remember your first black belt test? Oh gosh. <laughs> I remember being a little worried. Okay. Um, there was, uh, the board I was tested in front of was, there was eight people on the board there. Wow. Okay. And, uh, you know, they're all sitting in a semicircle and they're all staring at you. And, uh, for some reason, nobody smiled, <laughs> but, uh, I was a little nervous, you know, mm-hmm. do I, do I think I did it flawlessly? No, but I did. I did well. I was, I was not displeased with my, my performance and what I did. Uh, I know I screwed up in a couple of places, but I think everybody does. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think everybody does. Yeah. Uh, um. Remember in the test, there was one move I was doing and I did not feel right about it. I stopped. I went back and started again. Yeah. I didn't know what that was going to do, you know, as far as how it'd be graded, looked upon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't like it. And I remember going back, stopping, bowing, went back to my position, started over again. Second one, obviously I was much more pleased with and, continued on. There was never anything said one way or the other about it. Okay. But how about you? When you took your first, how'd you feel? I was nervous mainly because, so I had actually, my first black belt test was when I studied traditional Taekwondo. Cause I started, I studied uh, Tung Soo Do when I was a kid, when I was 10 and then high, uh-huh. sc- high school, I did Shotokan. never long enough to get to that level. And when I moved up uh, to the area I live now near Fargo, North Dakota, I started traditional Taekwondo in 92 and I was getting ready to test. I was going to be testing in 96, but I moved to California in 1996 to to train in American Kempo. So I actually came back for my test. It was the night before Thanksgiving, 1996. So I drove back from California to take your test. I, I drove. Yeah. I drove back. So I didn't, unfortunately when I was out in California, I didn't get to study as much. I mean, so I didn't, I didn't pass the first time kind of a, a unique story, but I, I did very well. I missed, I missed one break and I think two techniques. And then I literally two days later went back to California Then I ended up moving back to Minnesota I was getting, getting ready to come back and retest and start training again. And then got married, had kids and life got in the way. Fast forward 10 years. I, I finally was able to go back and get back into it and work my butt off and got my black belt 10 years after I initially tested for it. So the the second time I felt much better than the first time. Better, better late than never. And plus it, your mind, your mind was in a different place. Exactly. But yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I still remember both tests. I mean, between the two tests, I think I ended up breaking somewhere between 20 to 30 boards. And I don't know how many bricks, you know, the, the one break I missed the first time was uh, breaking a brick with my head. And I was able to get that my second time, but uh, you know, a lot of, I was never, you know, form pattern was always my weak spot. That's, that's, that was, uh, that was probably what I worried about the most techniques I had down. Most of the breaks I wasn't worried about, but the pattern because my instructor, I don't know how like yours does it, but like we have our eight patterns that you learn for each belt Mm -hmm. and then you're supposed to know them all for black belt. And what he does is he mixes them together. So he'll be like, we do that. We did the Paul Gay forms for our our form. So he'd be like, all right, do the first four steps of, you know, Paul Gay Ilchung. 
all right, stop. Now do the next four steps in Paul Gay Ichung. And you'll like mix them up and you don't know beforehand. So you have to know them that well where you'll do steps one through four of this one, steps four through eight of this one, steps eight through 12 of this one. And <laughs> that's terrifying for me. Wow. I know. I know. No, I mean, that's, 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 I mean, yes, we're supposed to know all that, but you know, it's, it's hard. It is. You so know, you, 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 you're talking about techniques that go back to your first technique that you ever learned. Mm -hmm, exactly. I mean, I, that's what I screwed up on. I screwed up on a technique and I stopped, I stopped rather than them stopping me. Mm -hmm. I stopped, went back, bowed out and went and did it again. I said, I just not happy with that. Sorry. I think you deserved better. And I did it better. And, uh, they never complained at all. They just, I think they just not used to having people stop on them. Right. And correct themselves. See, uh, and my instructor always said, he's like, even if you know you made a mistake, don't stop until we stop you because we might miss it. <laughs> so, and he actually approved that to us. My instructor was competing in a tournament and he was doing his pattern. Uh, and I think he, I think he was a third or fourth grade black belt at the time. And he did the top half of the pattern wrong. And he realized it as he was doing it. So he purposely did the second half wrong. So it looked like the first, so it was a mirror image. And he ended up winning that division <laughs> for pattern. <laughs> Cause none of the judges caught it. Cause he, 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 that's hit, cool. he, yeah, he hit it so well. And I'm like, that's actually really cool. <laughs> that's well, I mean, if you can switch that fast though and do that, yeah, you I, know, if I you, couldn't. If you, well, I'm just saying because he had it so much down, he was able to compensate for that yep. and, and redirect, you know, the moves, were, the moves he did were still obviously very effective because they didn't catch it. Exactly. I was always very hard on myself. So mm -hmm. I was, you know, one of those people that, you know, this was very important to me and I, you know, like you, mm -hmm. and I just said, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, to, you know, win, lose or draw. I'm going to make sure that whatever technique I'm doing is as it should be. Nice. So I stopped, corrected myself, went back and started again. That's cool. You know, I figured that all they can do, of course they can say is no. And I, and you know, when you get into the acting business, if you can't handle the word, no, mm -hmm. you're in the wrong business. <laughs> right. No, and I'm glad you mentioned that. So that, that was my next question. How, how did Hollywood happen for you? How did it, was that something you wanted to do? Did you seek it out or? How, uh, uh, no, okay. no, no. Actually, I was a cop at the time. Okay. And I was doing some undercover work in a pretty nasty area. And I studied acting to be a better cop in the field that I was going after the bad guys in. Oh, okay. okay. I actually studied acting to be a better cop than, and had no intentions of being an actor at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, the mere thought, an actor, God, man, people are going to think I'm a wuss and all this other stuff, you know, <laughs> an actor, I must be out of my, but I studied it and it definitely helped me. Mm -hmm. It definitely helped me. And uh, so there was something in the acting that touched a part of me that I hadn't allowed to be touched forever. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. there was a part of me that was very closed off to do that kind of work. You know, I mean, my sheriff, you know, I'll give you a quick. I told my sheriff I was going to go to Hollywood and be an actor. You ready, you ready for this? My, okay. my sheriff looked at me and he's, I mean, he was being honest. He said, don't you have to have a personality to do that? <laughs> wow. He said, Ouch. because you don't have one. Ouch. <laughs> well, and this, he, did, he finished up with this. And I also thought you had to have a sense of humor, which you damn sure don't have. <laughs> wow. And he said, but if this is where you want to go, go do it. Yeah. I'll miss you. I'll miss you. You're you're a good officer, you know, uh, somebody did an interview with him many years later and they were asking him about me. He said, Marshal Teague is a very, very good officer, but you did not want to wave a red flag in front of him. <laughs> I said, that's one thing you did not want to do is wave a red flag. Cause once he started coming, he's not going to stop. Nice. So, you know, but obviously time and uh, different area, different space 
changes you. Mm-hmm. And acting changed me a lot. And I think for the better. Okay. Uh, I found a part of me that I hadn't used in a long time. It's called my heart. Mm-hmm. And you find that place and you move, you either move with it or you get lost. And I found it, it was hard at first because I didn't know what it was and used it. But I found out that by doing that and easing up on myself, my martial arts got better. Okay. You change from being a machine to being a human. And I, I don't know if you understand that, that analogy, mm-hmm. Yes, but that's, you do change and it, it, it did change me and it made things much easier to do. I mean, you know, when you're acting and, uh, whether, you know, I would get hired and they say, well, you know, they never questioned, you know, the only time I ever got questioned about martial arts was one show. And I don't even know how far back that is. Mm-hmm. And I did it. And, you know, stuntman came over, which I got a lot from a lot of stunt guys. I can't double you because I can't move like you, you know, I'll double you on the high falls and whatever else, but I can't double you in a fight because I can't fight like you do. Nice. So, you know, okay. that's a compliment. It's a very high compliment, Definitely. But, you know, but you take a lot of bangs and bruises that sometimes later you wish you hadn't have taken, but that's life. Right. Was, was Roadhouse the first one you really got to feature your martial arts extensively uh, or was it, was there one before that? No, there was some, there was some movies before that. Uh, I, I honestly can't remember okay. them. I'm sorry. Go, you, we're going back a long Oh way. yeah. No, I understand. I'm just looking at the, the IMDb. And so many things, like I said, I mentioned some of the shows before and I'm just picking out other ones. I mean, you were BJ and the bear. I used to watch that when I was a kid. I love that show so much. Uh, I love the fans. He was great. Yeah, Riptide, Auto Man, The Fall Guy. I love The Fall Guy. The A Team. I mean, you were in some great shows. That is so yeah, cool. And you're all and, and good people too. Yeah. Well, I work with all class acts. Okay. You know, and I, I get actors today, and they'll say, you know, I looked you up, mm-hmm. man. You you you've been you've been in this since they, the dinosaurs were here. And I say, well, I'm not quite that old, but you know, <laughs> I've been doing it for a long time. At least I can say, as an actor, I have worked. Mm-hmm. all through that time that you see on imdb yep. i've steadily worked and it's not the, that's not the case for believe it or not most actors right exactly they come in they get a, they get a shot and maybe it might be a real hot shot but then they can't uh you know they can't carry it on mm-hmm. or for whatever reason i don't know the reason well, i think part of it has to do is just i'm just looking at the variety because so many actors you see a lot of stuff they a lot of the same style shows where you've done action you've done drama you've done comedy um, you, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like so what, out of all like what is your favorite to do does it matter or do you, do you have fun with everything you know i i kind of look at it like this i mean i'm an actor and mm-hmm. that's 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 what i do my my job my profession my love is to entertain and whatever level of the work it is whether it's comedy or drama or high action or what it makes no difference to me i enjoy it. i right. do like the action i must admit mm-hmm. i enjoy it but i also love the other stuff you know i i i love it all like i said my job is to act right and that's it you know there are a lot of people who came out to hollywood and they said well you know these are young people by the way this is many years and i heard this so many times they would come out and they say well you know i'm only going to do feature films i would go really <laughs> congratulations i'm glad you've already got Work that out in your mind that in your career, you're only going to do feature films. You're not going to work much. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to say that. I thought that would be really rude. I just said, good luck. You know, I, I said, I work if I get a job. And if it's a deep now, there's a there's a limit, you know, to right. what I'll do, you know. Yeah. But uh, or won't do. But a lot of times, you know, I've done little tiny movies, mm-hmm. but I did them because of the character. It's good not necessarily, you know, people say you did it. You did it for the money. No, it didn't did it for the character because whatever the character was 
I think people will agree because I've heard this from I can take pretty much any size role you give me and I'll make you watch it because I'm going to make it come alive. Nice. And that's that's my feelings about it. I, I love what I do passionately. Wouldn't change it for the world. So with, with Roadhouse, obviously we got to talk a little bit about that. Was that, were you, were you the only trained martial artist on that or was there other ones? Involved? No, no, Buddy, uh, or Patrick, excuse me. I, I call him Buddy. But yeah. That's, but Patrick had studied martial arts in his life. I mean, he was okay. a very active, he, he studied some martial arts. He never competed, you right. know, uh, in that. Uh, there were other people, uh, you know, in some of those big fights. There were martial arts trained people. Okay. They were good. Uh, but, uh, Buddy had trained, but you got to understand, Patrick was, you know, what he had trained at is in martial arts. He was also a an absolutely brilliant, classically trained actor or, or dancer. Dancer, yeah. Dancer. And you talk about flexibility, the man <laughs> could get there. And, you know, the fight, you've, you've probably heard the fight in, in, in the roadhouse that we did, not the roadhouse they're doing now, but yeah. the roadhouse we did. We made up our minds the first night we were not going to cheat the public, so we decided to bring it. And uh, I mean, Patrick said we kind of we kind of got to leave the faces alone because we got to finish this movie. But what do you <laughs> what do you say we just don't cheat the audience? I said you came to the right spot, man. Nice. So you know, most of those there's a lot of impact in that fight. Yeah, that's one of my, one mean, of my favorite watch, movie you can, fight scenes. You, you can watch it. You can see the impact is there. You know, it's not one of those air fights mm-hmm. uh, that you see most of the time or these green screens, super 9,000 backflips, spinning thing. <laughs> right. Uh, and set up, the, you set the camera to get one particular move in for a personal dance up and swing around a person's neck and take them down, which is they set up a camera. Okay, do this move. Then they blend it into the fight. But no, that was pretty much front to back. They filmed that fight. Uh, I think it was four or maybe five nights uh, five and a half hours a night. Wow. And I think, I think we did the fight actually did the fight 72 times. Wow. I was actually going to ask that question. Wow. Six, six cameras every night. And we just went at it. The actual, the actual fight, uh, Brian mm-hmm. is actually five minutes long. And what you see is two and a half minutes. Wow. Which is really long for a fight on film. Yeah. You know, it's really long, but the actual fight we did front to back was five minutes long. Wow. Is that footage out there anywhere? I mean, like an extended uh, cut or anything? I couldn't tell you. Okay. Darn. I'd love I to think see they that. just took, they edited the fight together because yep. we tried to do it in rounds because, you know, Benny the Jet, yep. you speaking to them earlier, was the fight coordinator for the fight. Okay. And Charlie Paterni, uh, one of the best stunt, stunt coordinators in the business. And of course, Benny the Jet. I mean, what do you say about that? Yeah, legend. Yeah. And they retired undefeated, you know, 52 and 0. Come on. Yeah, true legend. You can't, I mean, yeah, uh, phenomenal. Without, I mean, I mean, he, his form is recognized in Japan. Yeah. You know, so they bow to him over there. It's like Gene LaBelle. Mm-hmm. Gene LaBelle would go to Japan and they bowed to him. He didn't bow to them. They <laughs> bowed to him yep. because he was so good. So this little thing people don't know about martial artists and, you know, the business and, how it morphs into different businesses, you know, a lot of it's because of martial arts Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't want to admit that, but martial arts has a big place in it. And like I said, I don't know about this new roadhouse. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I I wish them well. Yeah, I really do. I sincerely wish them well. Uh, But uh, you know, it's, it's going to be as they call it a reimagined roadhouse. And I don't know what reimagined means, but I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I was actually, 
more more excited about the Ronda Rousey version they talked about than this one. I I don't know. It's I mean I'm one of the ones if if I'm that upset about it, I'm just not going to watch it. It's not going to. I mean, people are like you're ruining the original. It, it doesn't affect the original at all. It, the original's still there. I'll still watch the original at least once a year. But I I knows? always tell people this. <laughs> I've been telling people this. I tell you what, if you're still watching the new one, 33 or 34 years later. <laughs> I may not be here, but let me know. Yeah, we'll see if it holds the same gravity and passion that people have you know, get from the original one. Mm-hmm. So, what what is uh some of the quotes people when they meet you? Do you still get quotes oh, from Roadhouse? <laughs> I've had people. And I, my wife and I were walking, and I think it was Carousel Three, or I was. No, my wife wasn't with me on this one. She's been with me on other times. But okay, I was going. I was on my way to do a show and I was at the Atlanta airport as well. See, see carousel, you know, and I'm walking down, I think to go to the, that little train that takes you to another one, mm-hmm. catch another flight. And I'm looking, looking out and I see two people coming and then they're staring at me. They're wearing their leathers. You know, they get their leathers on and they're not wearing colors, but they got their leathers on that kind of stuff. A guy coming down and he's got his lady and they're staring and he had his glasses, his sunglasses on. He tips them down and looks at me and they're giving me what I think is a stink eye. <laughs> okay. You know, and, and I just looked and smiled and just kept walking. And all of a sudden this guy at the top of his voice, I used to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I used to effing people like you in prison. <laughs> and, wow. and the whole concourse right around just stopped. <laughs> Oh, wow. I mean, they just stopped. And I, I'm sitting there going, okay, this is about to get righteous. I took my glasses off, stuck it in my pocket, turned around, looked at the guy, and he and he screams out, freaking bitching movie, dude, you keep rocking, and just walked off. Wow. And I sat there and just smiled. I smiled and went, what are you going to do? That's I mean, I've had, I've had people for years come up to me and give a line, and I've had people come and say, you're that asshole from Roadhouse, aren't you? <laughs> thinking oh god it's about to get we're about to get western right here That's great. but no end up being some of the nicest people matter of fact we were at one place and these four huge guys came up and did that my wife was with me and they said come on over let me buy you a beer and we said oh if we don't they'll probably carry us over there so we went over and the next thing i know they they get my wife to ride this one of these mechanical bulls <laughs> and they tried to throw her off and she didn't come off of it. she wrote it and then got off and said well that was nice but they were the nicest people in the world i mean truly i yeah. mean i've i have run into some very 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 nice people and you know who have come up and quoted one line or the other you mm-hmm. know damn boy i thought you were good you know the usual stuff <laughs> that's funny and it's like it's and funny it is, though it as, as funny. the bad guy you get the quotes like that and patrick got i thought you'd be bigger <laughs> you know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so oh, this is one of the time when the bad guy gets the hero lines. That's lines. right. That's awesome. We'll have to chat again when the sequel comes out and we'll see. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm probably, I don't know whether I'll watch it or not. Yeah. I don't know if I will either. We'll see. I'll, we'll, wait, till, I'll wait till people watch it. And then if they drool over it, great. You know, if they don't drool over it, great. You nice, know, but nice. uh, like I said, I wish them well. I wish them no ill whatsoever. Good. I mean, I'm still, I'm getting a lot of, emails you know the you know, they, uh, by the way if they, anybody wants to get a hold of me they can go marshall rt on facebook or you know what's the other one um instagram or twitter twitter that's okay. it I, I can't even remember sometimes <laughs> nice. but they, they can get me at marshall rt but I, we've been getting a lot of messages and you know and and very dear dear messages they need to put you in this new one they can't do a new one without you being in it and it's kind of like well yes they can 
you know, it would be nice. Yeah. And I'm sure, and I'm sure a lot of people would get a kick out of it. So would you, if they ask, if the script, well, was, not, if the script is decent, gonna, they're not going to ask. No, you know, they're, they're shooting it right now. Oh, oh I didn't realize they already started. Cause it'd be cool to have you be like the Sam Elliott character completely opposite. Well, you go from the bad guy to the hero. <laughs> be I, think, cool. I think the makeup of the movie is totally different. They're shooting this in Rio de Janeiro. Oh, wow. Okay. It's based around uh, mixed martial arts. Yep. MMA. So it's, it's based around that. So he, he plays an ex, this Dalton plays an ex, uh, mixed martial artist. Right. So I think they're going a totally different Avenue, but would it have been nice? Would I, would I have done it, you know, a cameo in it? Sure. Why not? But, uh, it's not going to happen. So yeah. again, I wish them well. Yeah. I'll probably wait for the video. I don't know if I'll go to it in theaters, but I'll, I'm sure I'll at least watch it just and talk about it on the podcast, but. Well, I, I think it's streaming. I don't know if it's getting in, uh, out okay. in. Uh, okay. Well, it, I think it's going to be streamed. Yes. I, I don't know. That's what I heard. That'll be easier then. So, and cheaper. So, so you've, I mean, you've worked with some amazing people and you know, looking through this. I mean, you've worked with Chuck Norris, Cynthia Rothrock. I mean, you, you've been so lucky with just other martial artists you've got to work with too. I mean, just as a martial artist yourself, that has to be pretty cool. And you said you, you've trained with people like Bill Wallace and Judo Jean LaBelle. So, I mean, you just had. Well, an, and then Chuck, I mean, I've known Chuck for Jesus. We tried to figure out how long we've known each other. We figured we stopped at four decades. <laughs> wow. And, and we have, you know, we've sparred together and worked out. Of course, we, you know, worked out while doing the show, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Machado's, uh, Machado's would come down. We'd work for the Machado's and train with them while they would come in. You know, we'd get off the show and go over and train with the Machado's for an hour or two and come back or, you know, that kind of stuff. Nice. That's But, cool. uh, you know, Chuck, I've known Chuck for years. I mean, I can't tell you how many times he's black me out or kick me through a door or something like that. <laughs> That's good. And it's, all, and it's all done with love. Yeah. You know? Oh, of course. No, I, and I've heard, I've, I've, I've never met him. I missed my opportunity to meet him once at a tournament. I, the one year I didn't go to the diamond nationals is the year he was there. So I was kind of sad, but well, I've, ne- but I, I've heard he's just one of the you, nicest people in the world. So. What you see is what you get, What you see, see him play Walker. That's pretty much him. He's just a very sweet man. Nice. He is, he is a buzzsaw in the ring. I mean, he's an absolute buzzsaw, but you know, that's why you get, I mean, it's what, seven times undefeated world champion, six times, whatever, six or seven times. I mean, the man was, he was the best yeah. and he is a legend and he is a legend. Yeah, definitely. I mean, knowing him for this many years and uh, his children, his wife, who's wonderful, wonderful lady. That's and the cool. children, which we kind of vicariously look at as our own kids, since my wife and I don't have kids, but mm-hmm. just love them dearly, and they're just family. That's awesome. That's how we look at them, family. Great. You know, Cynthia, Cynthia is the one I was uh, going to say a minute ago when it came to forms. Mm-hmm. It, one time, she's the best in the world. Yes. You know, best best forms artist in the world. Yeah. So, and, and still to this, I mean, still just uh, like so many people. Just uh, one thing about martial arts. I mean, these people who who do it and most of their lives, they're still active doing it after all these years. I mean, that obviously tells you something. Martial arts is, is also good. Well, for it you. does. I mean, we, we don't do it. We probably don't do it as fast as we used to. Right. You know, cause we, you know, time is time mm-hmm. and, but, uh, enjoy it, love it, uh, speak about it. Uh, and when you, you know, it's, it's a very small community. Right. If you think about it. martial arts community is a small community on the grand scale of people. Yes. But they're a very tight community. Yeah, they're a very, very tight community. No one wants you to fail. It's amazing. In the martial arts, no one wants you to fail. True. They want you, they want you to succeed. Yes, they want to beat you if they're fighting it, mm-hmm. but after it's over with, certainly no hard feelings. Nope, they're gonna bow, they're gonna shake your hand, they're gonna hug you and Absolutely. go grab a meal. So that's right. You, nice. know, uh, you know, it's not, you know, and 
much of that is in how martial arts has evolved into mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. That you, you see a lot of that fellowship. You know, every once in a while, there's a bad apple between two people. Right. You know, but as a whole, most of the community is pretty, pretty good, pretty good eggs. I would agree. So you kind of mentioned mixed martial arts. So what are your thoughts on MMA and the UFC? And are you a fan? Oh, yes. I'm, a, I'm actually a big fan. Nice. Okay. I, I wish it was that was had been developed when I was younger. Okay. Uh, I do sincerely wish that that. I mean, yes, I studied judo, that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. yes, I have ground techniques, not to the degree I'm seeing out there right. every week. You know, no, I don't know all that. But when I see these young people that I, I see them do things I can't even imagine, you know, and their quickness. And of course, the training has changed a lot also. Yes. From, from when, you know, I was, which, you know, you're talking over 50 years, you know, of this. And the training back then was not as well developed as it is now, uh, you know, especially on the, in the pro, in the pro circuit. Mm-hmm. I mean, these schools they have now, these different academies that are out there. I mean, we're talking, it's, I mean, it's full fledged. I mean, they have everything there, you know, for, you want to work on your striking. Here's the coach for striking. You want to work on ground techniques. Here's your ground techniques person here. Here's your dietitian person over here. I mean, it's, it's just across the board. I mean, it's good eating. For instance, uh, U.S. Uh, Superfoot Wallace, what he eats, it's plain hamburger. Really? Every day. Every wow. single day he, he goes to McDonald's and he gets a plain burger. And he has a very difficult time getting people behind the counter to understand a plain burger. <laughs> A burger and a bun. That's it. Wow. And invariably, he has to send it back. No, I don't want cheese. No, I don't want pickles. <laughs> Didn't want it. Just a plain burger. And I asked him about that one time. He says, because I know it contains exactly 400 calories. Ah, okay. So I eat these a couple of times a day. That's 800 calories. That's how he stays lean. You know, one of the ways. Plus, he eats a ton of fruit. Okay. He's a very healthy, you know, you said burger, that's not really healthy. Yeah. But when you break it down and you know exactly how many calories you're getting, and then he follows that up with fruit all through the day, mm-hmm. you know, I can't argue with a man. Plus as active as he still is, he's burning those calories too. So. Oh, he's, he's eating <laughs> yeah. them up. Yeah. Uh, he eats that up. I mean, but he, he was always like that. He's always high rev, right. has always been high rev. You know, and, and just the nicest person. I think the world of him. I really have a lot of respect for the man. So and I will, I can tell you, I can tell you a story about him if you'd like to hear it. Sure. Gladly. Yes. You now we were training one time at, uh, in Memphis and he was getting, he had a fight coming up and we were, you know, I was working as a sparring partner. We went in one day and we got started, you know, like we always did. We started, you know, and the next thing I know, it went a little further than I, I don't know whether either one of us expected it, but all of a sudden we started going at it pretty good. Next thing I know, we went through a door. <laughs> wow. We got back in, came back in, kept kicking. Then we went through a wall and then we grabbed each other and trying to, ch- I think we we're trying to choke each other out. We ended up through a display case. <laughs> wow. Jeez. And the lady that ran the thing came up and we were on the floor and then we had glass all over us and from the display case. And she came up and of course She's got her arms crossed. She's looking down at us. I cannot begin to express her words as well as she did. But in in essence, she said, what in the world are you two doing? We have a class in two hours here. And she said, both of you get up and go get a burger or something. (laughs) We got, we got kicked out. Wow. (laughs) You know, little pieces of glass in her hair, that kind of thing. But so we left and went and got a hamburger. I love that. But it was all, it was all smiles, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, ding, ding, when the bell goes off, he's ready to go. <laughs> That's great. Like I said, we, throughout this conversation, you've, you've mentioned so many great people you've met and trained with. Now for this question, they don't have to, it doesn't have to be someone, you know, it can be 
doesn't have to be someone you've trained with. It can be, but who are some names that you would put on your personal Mount Rushmore of martial arts? Uh, Chuck Norris. Nice. I would put uh, Gentle Gene LaBelle. Very cool. Uh, Kid Joe Lewis. Nice. And I might even put Superfoot up there okay. because Superfoot would be staring at all the rest of those guys saying, yes, I beat every one of them once <laughs> except Gene LaBelle. Nice. I've met and, and there, there's probably much many more names. Oh, yeah. I've met three there's of those so four. So. Like Eric Lee and all the rest of it. But as far as people that have everybody knows about, mm-hmm. everybody talks about, everybody respects because of who and what they have done, I would have to put those names up. Hey, those are great names. I love it. It's a great Mount Rushmore. And Gene would be right in the middle looking. You know, mm-hmm. he would be right in the middle because you have to use that little short brock because he didn't have any neck. <laughs> nice. I'm hoping we'll uh, maybe we'll get a Gene LaBelle biography movie. That'd be awesome. It would, I don't know how anybody could do it, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know who'd play him, but it would be, I think his, his, his story is too important not to tell. And I, I, I'm hoping it'll, it'll become a movie at some no, point. And I, I hope that's true because, you know, there's so much that people don't know about Gene. Right. You know, because he worked, you know, all the years he worked as a stunt, stunt man, uh, technically, you know, fight coordinator and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff over the years. He was kind of, like you said, I, I don't like kind of, he liked to stay, I'm kind of in the shadows, but I'm working. I like doing it that way. Right. But people knew his story, you know, his mother owning the Olympia Coliseum out there in LA where they had all the pro wrestlers, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he spent, you know, it's just, it, and all the people, the people he's trained over the years. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> his, his, the list is so long and so distinguished. It's just unreal. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, even, you know, even still, I'd probably recently. say I've been choked out by him several times. I say that proudly. That's awesome. I, I never had that honor. Like I said, I only met him one time, even then just such a nice and gracious person. And every, every time I picked him out, like in a movie, <laughs> he didn't do, he didn't do a lot on the screen. He was like, you said he was behind the scenes a lot. But I remember when me and my friend went to rush hour in the movie theater, all of a sudden the taxi driver gets out with a gun. I'm like, that's Gene LaBelle. My friend's like, who? <laughs> Yeah. I'm like the only one in the, in the theater who knew who he was, but yeah, well, you know, you're, you're, you're speaking of somebody that has a, a very dear place in my heart for him nice. and I miss him, you know, and, uh, yeah, that was, that it, was a sad day. It was a very sad day. It was a very sad day, but, uh, if we can all sit and say, you know, we had a moment or, you know, uh, you know, with the names I just mentioned, you mm-hmm. know, you can say you had a moment with some of these people, then you've had a great moment. Right. You know, I, I, you know, I'm not a world champion of anything. I'm just a guy's been at it for a long time and, and got lucky and went out there and, you know, put it out there in the mainstream media and, and people saw it, they liked it. And, and you just, that's my, I guess that's my trophy. That's good though. So in, in all your years of martial arts, is there one philosophy you've learned that rises to the top? It's super important to you. You keep coming back to it. Yeah. Be nice until it's time not to be nice. <laughs> I love it. That's easy. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> That's, I, I love that. I mean, I, I, I use that all the time. Anytime I'm in like a work training, you know, cause I, I, I've worked in like customer service and stuff and they're always like, be nice. And I'll be like, tell us why I'm not to be nice. Like what? <laughs> and so many people don't get it. I'm like, no, they don't. I mean, they, <laughs> when they were pitching around trying to find a line, we were doing Roadhouse and, you know, that line came out and, and they said, I like it. We'll use it. And, but it's just a, it's really what we all should kind of live by. Yep, exactly. It's a, it's a great philosophy. I mean, it's, it's a great line from a movie, but it's also a great philosophy. Yeah. You know, I've, I've used that line most of my life, you know, be nice. It's time not to be nice. And then don't be. All right. So I got a few more fun ones just to wrap it up. A few fun questions. Lay it, lay it on me, man. Lay it on. All right. Favorite martial arts book. 
Oh gosh, I don't know if I have one. You mean written about martial arts? It, it can be about martial arts. arts. It can be a martial artist biography. It can be a technique book. Anything, anything that has to do with martial arts in a book. Oh, well, there's uh, there's actually a lot of. I mean, you, you kind of caught me off guard there. I'm, mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's one I just read by Jim Smokey West oh. about a technique that he developed uh, is developing, and I was with him recently, just getting to know him actually. And I read his book, uh, you know, about how this technique came to be. Okay. And uh, I really I don't have it in front of me, so I can't really. I just tell you it was written by uh, Jim Smokey West. And there's two books. There's one about it. It's basically is the philosophy of why we fight or why you feel a certain thing that you feel, you know, and uh, what are the things you look for possibly in a confrontation or how to avoid it and mistakes you shouldn't make because I, I made them, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. Is that a mind for the fight? Is that the book? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't know if it's a mind for the fight, but I, I, I can go upside and I'd have to go upstairs to find oh, that's it. That's fine. I, just, I, I, I Googled and that's what came, the first one that came up, a mind, an evolutionary yeah, but that's, mindset. That's, that's, yeah. that's part of what that is. Okay. And I read it and I thought, you know, I, I really enjoyed it because it, it gets into some, it's not a book about really, you know, how they, you know, the pictures of here's how you do the move. Here's the first move. Here's Because right. there's, a, there's a lot of books of those. And even though they're written by great martial artists, they really don't tell you a lot. Because unless you're working with somebody, you have somebody to work the technique out with, you really don't understand the dynamics of it. And um, there was a book about a martial artist. It's a, a book about all the sayings about Chuck Norris, which I found absolutely hilarious. Oh, yeah. The Chuck Norris jokes book and stuff. Yeah. You know, you know, <laughs> that's great. It's a book that just it's just hilarious. I mean, when he and I were in Iraq and we were we were over there uh, visiting the troops, I, I, there was a new one came across the line every day we were there, <laughs> you know, because everybody over there heard that we were there. So there were these amazing every day, these a new Chuck Norris something came around it and it just got to be i mean we go into the base and people say here's the latest ones just came through (laughs) and i heard chuck just loved them i thought i heard he thought they were hilarious oh laughs to this day (laughs) nice he'll want to come up and he'll think of it or he'll go look it up and he'll just bust out laughing (laughs) that's great see and that's another thing it just makes him a lot it's like the fact that he can laugh at himself like that (laughs) it's just so cool oh he has he has a he has a ball with it yeah he really does have a ball with it you know Okay. Uh, something about he would, I don't know, something about his beard on uh, some, on, a, on making stone, but it was too hard, you know, something <laughs> like that. Nice. Couldn't chisel it because his beard was too tough. I don't know. There are all kinds of little weird things that people came up. Yep. I, I don't really have a, a lot of books about it. I mean, okay. I've read a lot of them, but I, I can't quote you titles because I read them or I read them for a specific reason mm-hmm. or something, something in there. Somebody says, take a look at this and see what you think. And I would read it for that. But as far as going in to read everybody's philosophy, I don't. Okay. I'll find one that gets me interested. Yes. Okay. I'll read it. You know, it's like, uh, you know, the Smokey's book. I yeah. mean, it interests me and I read it. I was very interested in reading it. It, it made a lot of common sense, you know, a lot of common failures, but they're human failures looks, and human, human successes. It looks like a great book. I'm definitely adding it to my list. So yeah. You'll tell me what you think the next time we talk. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to order it because it, it looks really good. All right. These, these last couple questions, you can't use something you've been in. So you've been in a lot, so it might be kind of tough, but how about a favorite okay. martial arts TV show? Hmm. The one you, you used to watch or maybe a current one you watch? Or... No, let's, let's, let's go with, let's go with Kung Fu. That's a standard answer. I'd say about a third of my guests picked that one. So that's, that's you know, a, that's a good know, answer. We, we watched it. I mean, was he a martial artist? No. no, but you sit there and watch this guy come in and this philosophy came out is easy going stuff. And 
these moves they would throw in. Yeah, it was a hoot. So I'd have to say, I'd have to say that because let's face it, it's based on what kung fu. Yep. And it got how I mean, many, how because many I really interested. don't know a lot of TV shows that were really based on martial arts. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there is a lot of them that have really been based on it. I'm sure there are now because they're doing they're doing shows on so many networks. I mean, I really yeah. just don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's I mean, I'm one who I'll, I'll I'll seek out anything to do with martial arts. So I, I've watched so many, and most people have never heard of a lot of them. But I mean, there's been so many good ones over the years, and usually each decade there's at least a handful of, of good tv shows but yeah kung fu is always a, a good one you can go with so cool well it, it, it when you say a martial arts tv show mm-hmm. that's pretty much what i would call the epitome of a martial arts tv show yeah, where martial arts is the main focus that's yeah. it yeah. you know that's what it's about yeah i mean all the a, way there... from priesthood all the way to his life his his understandings his beliefs yeah. and all that so yeah there's a lot of them that feature martial arts obviously so i mean it's something like i guess I, maybe something like the the highlander tv series the main focus of that is is the fight scenes <laughs> so you could you know maybe argue with and, that. The, and the and the good sword work but it exactly was, oh, yeah. but his sword was more of a katana yeah than then you some of the broadsword sabers and uh, that you saw other bad guys have exactly. And so yes, I would I would say that would be also a good one to put that in because I always appreciated that because you know when uh, and when they did the movie mm-hmm. and Sean Connery had that mm-hmm. blade. I mean, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. So yeah, I, I, I can definitely see. It. I mean, uh, favorite martial arts movies. Uh, yep, that was well, my, that's not, my next I, question. I so I, I, I can't. I can't. I mean, I've got to, I've got to admit that I am, I mean, I just saw a movie the other night called Grandmaster. Oh yeah. You know, and I've watched it two or three times. I really like it, but I, I've got to tell you, I, I am kind of a geek for the old Chinese flying, you know, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the one, like the, you know, kung, just like Kung Fu theater type stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, I used to watch it all the time because it was, some of it was just funny as all get up, mm-hmm. but you'd see them jumping off of walls or backwards onto a wall. And they would fly across the yard, walking. Yep, the and I, it was yep. kind of like what? The, the, what's the movie? They uh, something dragon? Oh, uh, crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Yes, yep. I love that. I love that movie. Oh, great movie. Yes. Now that movie, I truly, truly love. It was a beautifully done movie. Oh, truly yeah. beautifully done. Yep. Chow Young Fat did a marvelous job. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, that, that's, that would have to be one of them also. Okay. But I, I liked all those geeky kung fu theater things I, I just used to get a kick out of nice nice all right final question this one same type of thing not not one you've been in so because obviously a lot of people have picked the roadhouse fight scene for this one but what is your doesn't have to be a martial arts movie just your favorite movie fight scene is there just john john wayne uh, i'm trying to uh the irish oh I can't uh, names. I'm having a hard time with okay. quiet man, the oh, quiet man. Okay. And the reason for that, I, I absolutely love that. I actually search it out when I know the quiet man's going to be on because Victor McLaughlin, who he gets in the fight with, I mean, it goes over an entire County. This isn't a fight that just takes place in a bar mm-hmm. or in a house, or this goes across the entire County. And they even stopped to have a beer. <laughs> nice. I've never watched that one. I'll have to maybe watch you that. You need to watch that because of that. But you may, and you know, Marino Harris, uh, is it Marino Harris? Yeah, yep. Marino Harris. Yeah, is in it. And Victor McLaughlin. And it's, you know, it's it's all the Irish, you know, every Irish voiced actor that ever lived is in it. <laughs> okay. Okay. And it's just wonderful. It's it's it can be sad at sometimes, but you know, and other times it's hilarious. But that fight to me. I always say, people say, how do you rate fights? And I always rate that right up there in the top five fights that I've ever seen. Very cool. 
strictly oh. because of how it, the geography that they covered in that fight. Two mm-hmm. guys all across this entire, looked like the entire county. And the people in the town follow them from place to place to watch the fight. Nice. The entire town follows them everywhere they go. I definitely want to check that one out now. So I will add that to my list. So before I let you go, is there anything else? Like what's your next uh, most most recent project you have coming up? So- uh, yeah, a couple of things. Uh, one, I just finished working on a show that I think just aired. Uh, a series started. It's called Mo. Okay. And it's on Netflix and it's streaming right now. I, I did uh, what I, the, I think the name of the episode is Legality. Okay. Or something like that. The episode that I did, I played a judge. Testimony. My wife corrected me back here. It's testimony. Okay. Did that. It was a lot of fun. Really nice people. As the man's name is Mo Amir. He's a stand-up comic. He's matter of fact, he's going to be in the, uh, what is that? Uh, Black Adam. He's going to be in Black Adam. Oh, okay. Cool. Something in Black Adam, but he's just a really nice man. He's Palestinian, created a series about how he got his citizenship to come into the United States. Oh, cool. Okay. It's about that. I mean, it's, it's pretty good. And, uh, my partner and I, we were working on two projects. One is a feature film that we're working on feverishly to get ready to go. And then the other one, which is a sci-fi fantasy horror historical TV series. Very cool. Okay. Which I'm kind of a geek for that stuff anyway, but, uh, but we're working on that. They're very promising. Uh, and we hope that will happen. So we're, okay. we're trying to stay busy, cool. but uh, if people do want to get, please tell them that they can get a hold of me at Marshall R. Teague. Middle R, you got to put that R in there mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook and Twitter. Okay. And, I, and I'll put links for both of those when the show comes out too. Like I said, it'll be about, I think first, first Thursday in October is when your episode will come out, but I'll put links, okay. links to your social media and everything. And, but I, I just want to thank you. This has been so much fun. I, I've, you have some amazing stories. I, I've loved chatting with you and, and just this, such a, such a career. And I'm, I'm so glad you're still going. <laughs> I'm still going, Brian. Yeah. I'll still, I'll be here till they uh, put me in a jar and put me on a shelf somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, uh, really uh, people, you know, it's, it's, inter- it's, it's really important. People understand and schools because we're trying mm-hmm. to get more schools to make martial arts Yes. Something that can be taught. And, mm-hmm. it, it, and because of these school boards thinking, well, it's based on violence. No, it is not. It is built on character building, self, self-control and self-respect. Right. And once they get that, plus it physically keeps people getting their butt worked out. So, you know, if people want to say, talk about, well, we're trying to cut down on obesity, get them in there and get them in a geek. They'll yeah. lose it. So do you work what, with Chuck Norris on that project then? Because I know I've, been working, I've been working with Kickstart Kids for I mean, 22 years. Nice. Okay. 22, 25 years. I mean, I've been, uh, you know, part of that. We've been on the board of directors, but I I know that I personally know that they have put 80,000 kids through that program. Wow. 80,000. He's proven that it works in schools and it can work. It's just that. Oh, he's improved it time, time and again. Yeah. I I I tried that myself. I tried with a local middle school and the, the print, the vice principal was on board. He wanted to do it. He was all, and I'm like, I'll, I'll come in and I'll teach three days a week. And the, the school board shot it down. So yeah. for, for those because same they reasons, think it, they think it's based on bio. Yep. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't even let me talk to them. It's like, he's like, I know because, like, because, they would, because you'd make them look like a fool. Exactly. <laughs> when you walked in and said, okay, you, you, this is how you feel. Okay. Let me tell you what martial arts truly is. Mm-hmm. By the time you get, get over It'll be the lady that is sweating in the corner saying, well, I still think it's about violence. Well, then you didn't hear a damn word I said. Exactly. And you're stupid. You know, so I'm yeah, hoping, that's what we've gone up against that a lot. We really have. I really hope in my lifetime I'll see it in, in the public schools. I don't think I will, but I'm I'm holding out hope. I really do. I, I, I hope you do, too. And, you know, we do, we do because I have seen the difference it has made in children uh, that, you know, I mean, 
kids that have, you know, when they, they get into this program, if they have gang affiliations, they have to give up a lot to be in this program. Mm -hmm. They have to have any gang affiliations they have to get. They have to go to school, you know, and they've got mentors. Their teachers are mentors. They're there all the time. So if they have problems, they have somebody to go to, you know, they have somebody they can talk to and, uh, to see that, I mean, there are people that in there that, you know, come from single families, single father, single mother homes uh, in the worst of areas. And I know of three of them that are running corporations now. Wow. That's awesome. So you can't tell me it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, I know it works and I've seen it work. And for all these years, I've seen a lot of these kids grow up and to see what they've grown up to and how they have blossomed and, and come into themselves is just amazing. Well, I will definitely, I'll put a link for the Kickstarter kids page out there. Also, like I said, any, any other links you want me to share, just let me know. That'd be, that'd and, be it with me. I really would appreciate it. Cool. If you'd be willing to do that. Oh, glad any, anything you need, I will, anything I can do to help. I gladly will. Cause I believe in that program a lot. So, but once again, I, I truly appreciate your time and, and I, I look forward to getting the episode out for people to listen to. And Brian, I have really enjoyed speaking with you tonight. I really have. It's been just a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Everyday Martial Artist. We hope you will join us every week for a brand new episode with a different martial artist telling their story. If you enjoy the show, be sure to leave us a review. Also, be sure to check out our website at everydaymartialartist.com. There you can find all of our episodes and contact us to suggest guests and ask questions. Again, thanks for listening to Everyday Martial Artist, and we'll see you next week.